0: The hillbilly and the hipster. I'm Chad McCool and join with me as always is my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. Andy, what's shaking? And wait, you know, can we change this? Because like, now that my mom's dead, can Rhonda be my mom and then you're just not my brother from another mother? You just be my brother. I'm going
1: to need you to text Rhonda.
0: (laughs) I I mean, like an adoption process.
1: Look. Hold on let me i'll text her right now
0: <laughs> live live radio this is riveting what's going Here's on down mom. down there in kentucky
1: getting ready for some snow it's uh it's been raining all day and the temperature's dropping and uh looks like we're gonna get maybe an inch or so oh it's snowed,
0: it snowed here well it was supposed to snow tonight and now they've upped it to like one to three but this morning it was just a little bit and I had to ride from my place in East San Francisco to the lovely Republic of Boulder. And it was a death trap on US 36 with just, just enough glaze of ice as you got into Boulder County that it was, there were some wicked accidents. And I was like, Ooh, they don't plow in Boulder. No, they, they rely on, on nature's snow plow. <laughs>
1: so going back to Ronda the Honda real quick. Uh, I was trying to find my text thread with her so I could text her and be like, and I did. I said, hey, Chad wants to know if you'll be his mom too. She doesn't need context. It's fine. (laughs) Um, She'll freak out here in a second and call me. But uh, I couldn't find, I'm like typing in Rhonda. I don't have a Rhonda in my phone. I was like, what do you mean? She's not Rhonda in my phone. She's mom.
0: Is she? Is she? Oh, what is she? She's not mom. Wait, does Rhonda listen?
1: <laughs> Rhonda does not listen.
0: Okay, so what is Rhonda in your
1: She's card? mad that I won't give her a t-shirt, but she also won't take the time. Oh, if she adopts me, I'll send her a shirt. Look, I've already been knocked off the favorite rung when she had my sister, okay? And then I married my wife, and then I had kids, so, like, my mom has... <sighs> She has me and my sister and then my stepbrother. And then my stepbrother has three kids. I have two. Shelby has a cat. I have a dog and a wife. You know, I'm like 12th right now in pecking order. So let's knock you down morning. to 13th. So, you know, 13. I think I think my mom likes Cedar more than me, which is cool <laughs> because I like Cedar more than most people. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just patiently waiting for her response.
0: So, Andy, Super Bowl happened and I'm gone. why because i want what's going to happen to those kids andy that football is what brought travis and taylor together it's what keeps them it's the glue that uh, holds them together are these I'm kids going to make it i
1: knew you were trouble when you walked in okay shame on me oh my goodness
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen how are they do how are they going to find fodder to talk about them in every News.
1: I will say that, so, one, Turner got real excited on the 14th, not because it was Valentine's Day, but because he realized it was pitchers and catchers report day, and so it's technically the start of the season, and now you have to stop calling him Globe Life.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: what he's excited
0: about. That's right. He, but, goes, um, he goes back to SunTrust.
1: <laughs> yep. So, at the end of the Super Bowl, Turner's gloating because he's a big Kansas City fan um and he looks at mason and he gloats cuz mason was rooting hard for the 49ers looks at me and he gloats and then right before he goes to bed he goes dad i bet you're like me and then i go i think you're more like me like i was me first you chill and he was like no because i'm pretty exci-. like he goes i'm glad my team won but i'm i'm excited that football's over and i said why cuz baseball is right around the corner he said no now i don't have to hear about taylor swift <laughs> I said, you're right, buddy, boy. I am
0: like you. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just have to shake it off and we'll just have to, <laughs> we'll just have to hope those kids can, oh. can make it without football. Um, But Andy, I have a new segment for the show. I'm here for it. And I think we can call this. Is it entitled? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Is that a, ta- oh, that's a Taylor Swift. Song. No, that's a Taylor Swift song. Um. It's about, it's going to be titled either Angry Old Man, Get Off My Lawn, or The World's Going to Hell in a Handbasket. Take your pick.
1: I think we rotate because I think they both work.
0: I think all three. We could just mix them all up.
1: I mean, for the longest time, Ashley said that she was waiting when we were in Terre Haute. She was waiting for me to sit out on the front porch in a robe with a pipe yelling at kids to get off our lawn. So.
0: Oh, I'm there for that. I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost there now. I just sit on my porch with a cigar and judge. The funny
1: funny thing is, do you know what kids lived on our street? Your kids. That's it?
0: Yeah. That was your kids.
1: We brought the median age down in our, on our block by at least 50 years when we moved in
0: no, this is a rabbit trail, but I did enjoy standing on your porch with you a few times in the house that was a di- directly across from you. That had no window, I mean, no curtains, no blinds, nothing. And there was all kinds of like, what the heck is going on over there? Yeah.
1: So that was Miss Della, man. She was awesome. I love that woman.
0: No, these were um, younger people. Wasn't it? Was that at your house? My old- no, we,
1: no, we stood out on my front porch a lot. And, and but that was mostly to watch the storm and the hail,
0: yeah. But there was a um, house that was right, a, right across the street from you. Miss Della was next to you.
1: No, Miss Ann was next to us. Miss Della was no, okay, yeah. So Miss Della was right at an angle. Got the cool, young couple, it. the young couple did move in yeah. right across the street,
0: right across, and the they were
1: constantly like, Yeah, no, I get it. I remember now, yeah, they were okay, good people, but solidly weird.
0: Good, well. This is why I'm uh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I learned something this week, Um, you know, because of the church, we've done some community events in my town. And so I got a I get email. I get emails from the from the city on on events. um, And they want us to know if we want to partake in a in an adult Easter egg hunt. Say it again. Do you know about adult Easter egg hunts?
1: I feel like I'm about to. Is that a thing? Apparently it's a Hold on, hold on. Adult Easter egg hunts meaning like we're literally just adults looking for Easter eggs or adult Easter egg hunts where some sketchy stuff is happening or we're doing... No, sir,
0: this is a family-friendly podcast. It's sketchy enough as it is, as adults looking... So you're familiar with Easter egg hunts. You've organized a few in ministry, I'm certain. Oh, absolutely. This is adults hunting for Easter eggs. I'm out. Instead of kids. And so... My get off my lawn. Oh, see, I really thought you were going to be like, oh, yeah, that would be awesome. I would love it. See, I'm totally misjudging you today. You are. Well, I didn't know you. I don't
1: think you do. Here's the thing. While I get it, okay, like Easter see, egg I hunts don't are, get uh, it? not, not, not shut up and listen. Okay. I don't get adult Easter egg hunts. Grow up. <laughs> what I, what I do get are Easter egg hunts for kids. Absolutely. Okay. Do I like organizing them? Absolutely. Can I relate? the Easter egg hunt and Jesus. Absolutely. I can connect the two. I'm a professional. Okay. It's what
0: I do, but this is Uh, a secular Easter egg hunt.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like for grownups.
1: Do I, do I enjoy Easter egg hunts for my kids? No, no. Do I take my kids to them and have I organized them? And do we do them at church? Absolutely. It's a way to get people in the door. It's a way to share the gospel here for it. Adults. If you need an Easter egg hunt to make yourself feel good about yourself, Stop. you know what I need on Easter morning? I need
0: I need Jesus. I need church. And I need smoked meat. And I need up from the Grave he rose. I know it's not I, the title of the song, but that's what I want to be singing. But, up from but the gravy rose. Everybody, everybody knows what you're talking about. Yes, sir. That's but, that's what I need on Easter. So here's here's my lawn, <laughs> get off my lawn thing. This is a problem. Is why why are adults doing Easter egg hunts? Like I I've been shopping for an electric razor. And my wife got me one for Valentine's Day. And shout out if you're really looking for an electric razor, get a Braun Series Seven. You could get the eight or nine, but they just got more fancy attachments. But the seven is perfect. But there are electric razors for grown men, like that look like Star Wars characters. There are uh. there's body wash and shampoo for grown men with Marvel superheroes on them. Okay.
1: I'm going to stop you. Okay. I'm going to stop you. Am I for adult Easter egg hunts? No.
0: But you're down for Stormtrooper razors.
1: But when I tell you wholeheartedly that on my pillow, I have the adult set of sheets because my wife is an adult and swears that I have to be one too. But on, I sleep with, like, multiple pillows, right? So on the the pillow that is seen, it has the blue or the green or the the whatever color our sheet set is. You know, it's got that color. But the pillow that I sleep with, like, the second pillow, it may have a 1980s WWF pillowcase on it. Or a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pillowcase on it. I may or may not have fuzzy slippers that look like bare feet. Um, it- I... I don't think might those are the
0: same things though.
1: I might if it was made and and sold in my area would buy shampoo and body wash with cartoon characters. Oh, so you are, was, you are you are you you're if the one the correct cartoon, right? I you know, I uh I mean good lord man, if you look behind me, I have bobbleheads, I have but those are different
0: the I collectibles have, are different
1: yeah i have wrestling figures like i have toys in my office i mean for god's sakes we were just talking about my glock nerf gun that i help my kids with and my glock revolver
0: i mean in my study at church i've got like it's a, a smith
1: and it's a smith and wesson by uh, the way
0: in my glassy my study at church i've got a funko pop wayne gretzky with but that may or may not have a landscape rock that I took from his house see you, in Arizona. Let's see if you
1: can see it. You see the big Funko head right here? Yeah. That's like an oversized Funko? Yeah. That's uh, Dream Team Larry Bird. <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. What else? Can but I, show but I
0: do think like a lot of this is this, perpetu- it, it's this perpetuating adolescence. And I, I could tie this back to Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift's a 34-year-old woman. And she acts like a high school sophomore or junior who's at her boyfriend's varsity football game on Friday nights. Well, and to to her
1: credit, okay, I don't want to take up for her because, again, grown woman.
0: You're defending Taylor Swift. Here we go.
1: She's dating a man who acts like he's a high school sophomore.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't even get to that yet.
1: He is, like, I have... And his brother isn't a whole lot better, but I have way more respect for his brother than I do him because his brother isn't showing up as coach and his brother isn't acting a fool on the sidelines.
0: No, just in the stands.
1: Yeah. His brother on the sidelines, he he understands I'm a professional and I'm here for business.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, my old man rant is grow up. You don't Um, need Spider-Man body wash. First of or all, adult
1: sir, easter eggs. I'm with you. You had me at adult easter eggs. Like, don't need it. The other stuff, it depends on who it is, man.
0: If I if I ordered if I had requested the Stormtrooper and I and I joked with my wife I was getting the Stormtrooper electric razor. Uh she just rolled her eyes at me and said some hurtful comments even though I and, wasn't serious.
1: And so here's the thing, Ashley may roll her eyes um and and laugh at me but she's probably gonna get it for me although i don't i can't recall the last time i shaved
0: (laughs) i'm shaving every day again
1: i don't turner turner wants me to shave everything but the mustache
0: oh yeah i'd be down for that hey dumpster fire nation Let's let's find some way. We will open up the paywall where you can get conspiracy theory, Chad, and crazy Andy antics. We'll name names for a small fee to get Andy to shave his beard.
1: Here's the thing: I will tell you what I've told youth groups for years. It won't take a lot for me to shave my head, right, Doctor Wife?
0: Yeah, we said that about on the
1: that. episode. Yeah. I, you know, if it'll get somebody excited for Jesus and get them to come. I- Is gone. Hey, Pastor Andy, how much for you to shave your beard? You don't have enough. We're talking six to seven figures before I'm shaving my head. And it doesn't go to the church. It comes directly to me.
0: Well, since we're talking about money now, we are men of business. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about somebody who is on fire for Jesus. And uh, because we are in business. Why don't you tell us about the fine folks at St. Galgano Armory.
1: Well, speaking of On Fire, am I unmuted? I am unmuted. Look at that classy transition I just did there. Speaking of On Fire, he did get a new
0: forge, and it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, I, in my my limited forge experience, it looks pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, and that, I say it's awesome because he tells me it's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. But yeah, St. Gagano Armory, like almost every other episode of this podcast, sponsors us. And what's cool about St. Gagano Armory is they are the premier destination for handcrafted blacksmith merchandise. They use traditional techniques to create unique and stunning pieces, each one embedded with the spirit of St. Gagano himself. Each item is a work of art crafted with care and attention to detail. St. Gagano Armory believes that quality and authenticity are paramount. That's why they use only the finest materials and take pride in their commitment to their craftsmanship. The products are not only beautiful, but they're very functional. And a portion of every sale goes back into the community. So why settle for generic mass-produced items when you can't have a one-of-one of, uh, one of one item and help the community out at the same time? So visit them today at their shop, stgalganoarmory.etsy.com.
0: And you can reach out to them on social media. They're on the Twitter and TikTok, at St. Galgano. And Instagram, they are at Saint underscore Galgano underscore Armory. Did you mean to say one of a kind? I said one
1: of one, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, no. So a little behind the scenes action here. Um, lunch didn't settle well with me. And I hiccuped when I said that. And then as soon as I got done, I muted my mic again, and then I hiccuped again, and I almost threw up. So (laughs) It's going to be an interesting
0: episode, my friends. You don't need a paywall. We just give you everything.
1: I'll just give you everything now. That way I don't have to shave my beard.
0: Well, Andy, it was Super Bowl Sunday last week, and uh, I don't know. I know there's all this hype for commercials, and I got to admit the only – The only fun commercials were the ones that had Tom Brady in them. Um, But other than that, there was one commercial.
1: Well, before we get into your one, like the one commercial I was waiting for, I saw it early, was a Paramount Plus commercial uh, where where uh, Peyton Manning threw Hey Arnold. And I didn't see that one. I was quite upset.
0: I I saw Patrick Stewart punt him, I think, or kick him or throw him. Maybe saw, that's what it is. I saw the. I think it's Patrick Stewart, the, um, the Star Trek dude. He was yeah. like in an old leather head. I, I don't know why I said uniform. is no Peyton Manning's uh in Bud Light? This, that's what this it go is. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, No, I uh, so yeah, I, I didn't see the Patricks. I was upset. It was uh, second half. Okay, well, I was probably driving home then for my answer. So. It
0: was it was later. It was after halftime, but there was so, one. Uh, Super Bowl commercial they had a Super Bowl commercial last year as well and and they've you know I've been to I think I went to uh, six or seven major league baseball games last year at a couple different stadiums and at least at this stadium here Coors Field they had they've always had some ads running at the stadium on the billboard but I want to talk about I think we're going to talk about the he gets us commercial
1: well, before we do that, can like can I just say like I miss when Super Bowl commercials were fun.
0: Yeah, I think right? the, when they didn't the, when they
1: didn't all have to be heartwarming and oh or yell and, at you or with, you uh, know yell
0: social yeah. commentary.
1: Yeah, like, I don't I don't need the social commentary. I don't I don't need the the and, you know maybe one or two heartfelt commercials. But you know what I need in my life, and I don't I'm not a big drinker. You know I'm I don't I'm I don't do the alcohol thing. But you know what I need in my life the Budweiser frogs.
0: No, the Clydesdales came out, and I was happy with that. Budweiser had the Clydesdales.
1: I love that. That's that's, that's straight-up nostalgia. But you know what I need in my life? I need more Budweiser frogs. I need more Geico caveman.
0: Oh, gosh, no. I need stupidity back. I need more Ben Affleck trying to rap for Dunkin' Donuts. Those, those are pretty funny. Those are beautiful.
1: Those but that's are what beautiful. I like. Let's Let's make commercials fun again. Like, let's get off MAGA. Let's get on. Make commercials fun again.
0: That doesn't work, though. MCFA. McCaffa. Yeah, that's <laughs> McCuffer, everybody. McFa. McFa.
1: Mick, it sounds like a bad McDonald's. But that's right. That's that's the platform I'm running for president <laughs> it's on. It's McDonald's in Vietnam. They have McFa. It's McCool Crow 2024. McFa. That's our whole platform. And we're not going to have one of us be president, one of us, but we're going to be both simultaneously. I'm going to be both president and VP. Chad's going to be president and VP. And our sole mission, here it is, executive order day one. We talked about this earlier. Are you ready for this? I'm exonerating. Uh Oh, God, what's his name? I don't know. Uh, uh, the Tiger King. <laughs> I'm exonerating the Tiger King, and I'm giving him a TV show like syndicated TV show where every night at 6 you hear him rant for 20 minutes
0: he just read the news
1: he's just going to read that I'm he's going to get the news he's going to be the news anchor the lead anchor for all of the platforms and then and then we're Micfa we're making commercials great again funny again so that's that's it that's my platform anyway on with the main topic i'm sorry i didn't mean to hijack it there I just, oh you're fun. i'm a passionate person about about commercials
0: things. apparently I'm passionate about what I'm
1: passionate about.
0: (laughs) Commercials and Jesus, not in that order. But what about commercials with Jesus?
1: Actually, Jesus isn't even in commercials. I got one more thing and then I swear I'll, I'll follow your lead. Okay. Oh, it's all right. You could lead. No, 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 because this has nothing to do with
0: what you like. Life's a dance, right? So you learn as you you go. Sometimes Sometimes you lead, lead, sometimes you you follow.
1: So, do you remember at the beginning of the Super Bowl? I don't remember if it was the the actual Super Bowl or the pregame. They played uh, My Way by Frank Sinatra.
0: Yeah, for Usher.
1: Yeah. So, um, friend of the show, Brandon, right? I've known Brandon for some time. Um, faithful listener. Love it. Out of nowhere, him and two other people, two other people that I don't even know, don't recognize the numbers. Okay, I get texts. Hey, uh that's Frank Sinatra that they're playing on TV right now. <laughs> so I don't know how people are getting my phone number.
0: Um and I, I don't know I, who you I, are. <laughs> but uh I, I secretly thanks. I secretly put it in the show notes. <laughs> Something.
1: So thanks. Um now I've heard Frank Sinatra sing that.
0: But you also posted the the hundred day of school thing with your kid dressed like an old man, you posted that on Instagram with a Frank Sinatra song. It's a good song. But it's Frank Sinatra.
1: Well, I I know that now. This Christmas you're listening to
0: Frank Sinatra.
1: Don't tell me how to live my life. It's like the Chick-fil-A lady this morning when she's like, Y'all have a great day. Well, don't tell me how to be. Anyway, he gets us. Go back to go back to your Did I give it away?
0: No, you're good. Okay, yeah, go back to He Gets Us. (laughs) He gets us. Um, Does he? (laughs) I don't think he gets the the depictions that they put on TV. What would you think about that ad? I think last year we had a little bit of a debate about He Gets Us, and I think I've never been in You Were a Little. This might be okay. I
1: had one one foot in last year. I can tell you wholeheartedly after watching that ad. So my uncle, Deacon in the church, uh, a man that I consider a very, very father-like figure. Um, I don't think he was wholly paying attention, right? I just think you know he happened to see somebody washing somebody's feet, and then he came back and he's like, "Oh, that's nice." What'd you think? And like the whole family's looking at me, and there are some dynamics in my family um, at play here. And so at at, at risk of like, I just want to, I just want a fun night watching football. I was like, "We'll talk about it later." Um, right then wasn't the time but my thought on that is no no that's not accurate um jesus jesus wasn't washing a transgendered person's feet jesus wasn't washing a uh uh insert sin here feet i tell you who he was washing he was washing his disciples' feet telling them to go and make disciples and so they are to wash disciples' feet and baptize and this and that but my favorite thing that I've seen recently on social media and, and I've shared it once or twice. And it's a, it's a dang good reminder. Jesus didn't eat with sinners to condone sin. Jesus ate with the sinners to call them to repentance.
0: You know, I, uh, the one thing, so all the, all the, first of all, like it's all AI generated to like th- this Which commercial, is right. It's all AI generated. And and I have a couple of things think about like there's some subtext in those in those frames i think the one the foot washing at the quote-unquote black lives matter protest all the protesters are gathered around but the uh foot washing at the abortion clinic the in the upper right hand frame are pro-life protesters or what you know there with signs and and they're not able to be there to have their feet washed. Like they're definitely yeah. way out, way out of the frame. I mean, there's definitely some psychological subtext there. But ultimately, look to me, I think they made the foot washer like it was like humiliating for the foot washer. Right. And and, and the the fact of the matter is, I don't know if you've ever done a foot washing service. I, I when I was a youth pastor, I had I've my done kids it with a youth group. I think my kids go to a Vietnamese church here and we washed each other, we we each group washed each other's feet, right? and it's it, it's not to humiliate the foot washer it's the humble the one getting their foot washed um, yeah there's think, a difference between humiliating and being humbled correct and and it's like because you know, i have
1: i have humbled myself enough to wash my youth group's feet yeah and, and, a, and think about of one of those
0: this is referencing john 13 right in in john 13 1 through 17 where it's the the Before the Passover as they're lounging and it's the night before, you know, the night he's going to get arrested, the night before he goes to the cross and he washes the feet of his disciples. And the whole tag in that commercial is Jesus washed the feet of sinners and his enemies. And that's another that's a that's a devil trick, right? That's a twist on scripture because he never washed the feet of, you know, he washed the feet of his disciples that night. And yes, a technicality he did wash the feet of Judas and Judas did betray him and he knew well, and he let's let's not forget that the disciples
1: were sinners
0: correct the disciples were sinners and think about peter's peter's um you know peter he, peter. his fighting back against him he's like uh you you know peter tells jesus right you shall never wash my feet i think in verse 7 um or even before that he he asked them like Lord, do you wash my feet? And he's like, I'll never, you know, Mm -hmm. you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus really tells him, you know, that the, uh, you know, basically says that those who uh, who has bathed doesn't need to wash except for his feet, but he's completely clean and you are clean, but not every one of you for he, you know, and he knew when he said that, he knew that one of them was going to betray him. He knew Judas was going to betray him in the forehand. So it, it, you know, yeah, there's a technicality. He washed the feet of uh, the feet of his enemy. But, you know, I, I think Peter's resistance is, is our resistance to the gospel, right? It's a gospel moment. And and the one thing is that Jesus doesn't let sinners sit in sin.
1: No, he calls them out on it pretty quick.
0: But I have some issues with this. Um, think about who's the audience for this commercial, Andy? Not
1: solid Christians.
0: I believe it is Christians.
1: I no, believe no, I didn't say not Christians. I said not solid Christians. Not okay. Christians who have their feet on solid, a solid foundation.
0: But I think that's what the, I think they want believers of all stripes because they want. Because I really think has been preaching through Revelation, and we you know Jesus talks about false christ coming and you know we know that there'll be any christ before the antichrist and i think that the one of the biggest tricks the devil's doing right now is creating this false messiah of using jesus himself and i I don't think this commercial is for non-believers because i think if you were at a super bowl party or you were sitting at a bar watching the super bowl your average non-believer is going to see oh this is some jesus nonsense um there's some Jesus nonsense on the screen and they're going to disregard it. But ultimately, I think this is for believers. Um, this is for believers so that we can start seeing a softer side of Jesus. These are for maybe not necessarily strong Christians so that they can see this softer side of Jesus or this this all accommodating, all encompassing. There is no sin. Jesus loves you the way you are. Um, Jesus doesn't care if you, you know. If you're sitting in your sin, and and then you could find a dime a dozen churches that are like that, those churches that'll support this he gets us Jesus. But then when those people see when those people see Jesus this way, this He gets us Jesus, and they go to a church that preaches the truth that preaches the true Jesus, then they're like, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. This ain't Jesus, this is hateful Jesus. I, I think this is this is a way to distort. Think about the sparkle creed, lady. That woman who professed the sparkle creed at her church. When I I told you when I saw the up the whole video and they put the video in the congregation, they were all gray haired. They were all sixty five, and if they could get grandma, well, you know, my my kids or my granddaughter, my grandkids are in these sins, and it's okay. I I can accept them, and you can love them, but you can't love their sin. You can't affirm their sin.
1: Absolutely. So I have a I have a close friend who pastors here in town. Um... And he said in church one day, and it really, it flustered him. Okay. Like to his core, um, he, he asked the question, would a loving God send someone to hell? And it's the same concept, right? Like you, you're talking about the, the gray hairs, the little, old ladies, grandma, grandpas, um, that who that's for. And so he starts looking around and there were about 20 people out of, you know, the the 80 to 100 that were there that
0: week. So it's a, a fourth to a fifth. Yeah. Of the audience. Uh,
1: a good chunk. All 65 and older, we'll say. Shook their head no. Mm-hmm. And it tore him up. Because the answer is obviously yes. Yes, he would. And so, like, now you're wondering if you're worth your weight in salt as a pastor, uh, which he is, um, and, I'm sh- and I would have reacted the same way. We had the conversation. I'm, I'm pretty sure you would have reacted the same way. Now you're wondering while you're preaching is, oh, my goodness. Do they understand the gospel? Do they know who Jesus actually was? And are they legit saved like they claim to be?
0: I had a similar situation. I think in a very early episode, we may have talked about that. Um, there's like a, a the SBC or is like Ligonier and Barna, or Ligonier and the SBC does the state mm-hmm. of the church every two years. And I took those questions and I made an anonymous poll uh, at my church. Oh,
1: I, yeah, I remember that.
0: And and it, I we were right on target with some of the nonsensical answers that people had, including I could tell that I had I had former staff members um who said you know who basically said that you know gender is fluid um you know and now like that's kept me up at night for nearly a year now trying to think about how to go through that because that's what it is is this commercial is not for the non-believer I mean think about the money that it costs I and I don't know it's like seven million dollars for 30 seconds at the Super Bowl Door, yeah, it's, it's it's an outrageous it's, amount it's of money. It's stupid. So think about if they gave the gospel, just a black screen, white letters, maybe had, you know, I don't know, pick whoever has the whatever celebrity has a voice of God kind of voice to read the gospel to them, to share the gospel with them. And on a, on a, a telecast that has like 130 million people, that's 130 million people could have seen the gospel. Now it's on them right? They got the gospel. So when they shake their heads and they're like, oh, that's just nonsense, but they heard the gospel. They didn't get right. this false gospel that's sending them to hell. And if you don't realize this, hell is real. Hell is hot. And no one, no one in the Bible talked more about hell than Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it's it's a real place and we're we're on the
1: verge. And so here's the thing. You and I are held to a higher standard because we have accepted this role as pastor. So we're accountable to people. We're accountable for people. And so I don't understand how pastors are are willingly, either they don't have a grip on what the gospel is, or they just don't care, and we're willingly sending people to hell.
0: They are. Um, you know, and think about I think about Tim Tebow, whether you like Tim Tebow or not on his last college game. And I I read something once that I guess he wrestled with this for a few weeks before that game, but in the national championship game, his last one, he wore John 316 in his eye black. And as throughout that night, as he played that game, you know, wearing John 316 in his eye, in his eye black, which, you know, we all know John 316 is the is the foundational verse, really, of of Christianity. John 3.16 contains the gospel. And with Tim Tebow wearing John 3.16 in his his eye black, Google reported that 94 million people Googled John 3.16 that night. So ultimately, 94 million people got the gospel. Whether their hearts turned to Christ, whether they repented and believed and called Christ as Lord, we'll never know but 94 million people think about how this money could have been spent to share the gospel instead of creating this false Jesus. Cause this is what they want us to know. They want us, they want us to believe in this social justice, Jesus, right? It's the, it's the misrepresentation of the script. Well, Jesus ate with sinners. He ate with prostitutes. He didn't let them sit in his sin. He called them out of their sin, right? He tells, he tells the woman, the adulteress that the Pharisees bring to him when he and now I'm seeing. Well, he wrote. Uh, he without sin. He didn't write that. He didn't write. He without sin throws the first can throw the first stone. Right. He didn't write that in the ground. The Bible doesn't say that. He spoke those words, mm-hmm. but he told her, "Go and sin no more." He didn't let her sit in her sin.
1: Well, look she at the was ta- as
0: guilty as those guys were.
1: Look at the tax collector that he called
0: Zacchaeus to be a disciple. Oh, uh, Matthew, Levi.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Levi, when he when he's calling him to be a disciple, he doesn't say, "Hey, you know, okay. finish what you're doing, take care of your affairs, keep sinning, right? And then come follow me." It was, "Leave this crap right here. Get up and let's go."
0: Yeah. And it's you know,
1: and and it, and it goes back to the conversation that we had um last episode when, you know, we People want to give this social social justice Jesus, this all-loving, all-happy-go-lucky Jesus. I'm uh, playing
0: guitar, Jesus.
1: Because it's easy. Yeah. Want we'll to take the easy way out. It's just like when we went to the, the homeless shelter. It's easy for us to bring food, leave it, and even serve it and think we've done a good thing. But then, you know, when you're confronted out in the parking lot by a guy that says, hey, the food was great, loved it, it was very good, keep it. Where's Jesus, right? Why aren't you worried about my spiritual health? Like you're worried about my physical health.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we are so hell bent on getting numbers and, and fitting to society's culture that we're willing. And we've seen it with friends, right? That are, They're so willing to buy into this culturally relevant Jesus where we have to bend the gospel around culture that we're giving up everything that we need to stand firm on, and it's going to hurt us in the long run because you cannot bend the Bible, bend scripture, bend the gospel around culture no. in order to influence
0: we're not, not to acquiesce, to, but that's no, that's the trend. We have
1: to we have to start bending culture into the gospel. You want to see complete racial reconciliation? Share the gospel. You wanna Amen. see gun control and a change of hearts? Get the gospel out there. You're not you're well, not so much gun control. You want to see less gun violence is what I meant. You knew exactly what I meant. Don't shake your head and look at me like that, sir. But you wanna see less gun violence and a change in in in, in how things are going right now? Share the gospel. Amen. You wanna see a total heart change because I will go on record and say this country does not have a gun problem, it does not have a drug problem, it has a heart problem. Absolutely. Until we address the heart problem, and you can come at me and say, Andy, that's stupid, you know, um, we still have to deal with this stuff. We absolutely have to deal with that, but what's the first thing you do? If a snake is biting you, are you going to smack its tail and say quit? No, you're going to chop its freaking head off.
0: You shoot it, but with your gun control, I probably won't be, no, I'm just playing.
1: <laughs> right. But like you, you take its head off. Yeah. Right. And then you move from it. And so you want to, you want to take the snake out at the head, give it the gospel.
0: Well, let's drill into like, and those are, those are great points. Good. That hard issue. The answer to that hard issue. You're absolutely right. Is the gospel. And I want to think about this he gets us Jesus which he's not in the commercial at all. I mean, the closest we see, I mean, these could be non-denominational pastors. There's I think there's some women washing the feet, so maybe they're pretending they're pastors. Um the only one I think is the last frame is a is a priest of some tribe. I don't know if he's Lutheran, Catholic, Anglican, but washing the feet of a of a LGBTQ person. Um But think about Judas. Um, I think it's really Judas. Jesus washed Judas's feet, and I think it's critical for us to see that 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 act of humility and that act of service did not negate Jesus's recognition of Judas's sin. Right? Ju- Jesus knew full well that Judas betrayed him. He knew full well the gravity of Judas's actions. Yet he still extended this act of love and service to him. That's true. But, but Jesus is demonstration of love and grace it's it's being mistaken as condoning or overlooking sin right jesus is the washing of feet by jesus was a, a powerful reminder of his unwavering love for them even those who the those of them who would betray him and he net, but he never compromised right and this he gets us jesus is a call to compromise um mm-hmm. you know jesus did washed the feet of his betrayer but it wasn't a dismissal of his sin. And I think we see this in Matthew 26:24 is clear evidence of Jesus openly identifying and condemn and condemning the sin of Jesus. Right? Cuz Jesus said in Matthew 26:24 woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Right? That verse leaves no room for ambiguity. He doesn't Jesus doesn't mince words. And
1: so he, here's the claim. I don't, I don't think Jesus gets us. And here, he, and before you, before you come at me, hear me out. Jesus understands temptation. He was tempted. Jesus never sinned. He doesn't know what it's like to sin. He know what it's like to be tempted to sin. He doesn't know what it's like to sin. Okay, he was a perfect man. He was a holy, or he was a perfect man. He is a holy God, okay? He doesn't know what it's like to sin. He knows what it's like to be tempted. So he doesn't get us. What he does is he saves us. And he gets the fact that we need a savior. And scripture says it best. It is not a saving that we deserve, and it's not a saving that we could do, there was no sacrifice that we could give there was no blood offering that we could give that was good enough, it required him to take our place I can't think of the, like, pastoral word um penal substitution, that's it you know, he is the He. you know, people want to mock it was penal a substitution there it is People want to people want to mock that and say that's not a thing. That most certainly is a thing. Jesus died. He hung in agony and bled on a cross so we didn't have to. He bled and died to take away our sin. He doesn't get us. He does love us and he does save us. <laughs>
0: I'll say this. If if Jesus, if he gets us, let's just say that statement is true. He gets us. And indeed he does. Then if you're an unrepentant sinner, the fact that he gets you should send shivers down your spine because he doesn't just see our our slip ups as as innocent mistakes. He views them as outright offenses against the almighty. Absolutely. And he's not going to turn a, blonde eye, a blind eye to defiance.
1: Not but, turning a blonde one either.
0: No, but in his unfathomable grace, right? Jesus, like you said, Andy, he offers forgiveness through his own blood. So if you are, I just urge you, and I think I can speak for Andy too, repent, repent and believe and embrace the gospel before it's too late.
1: No, because not to sound like, you know, an out-of-touch conspiracy theorist,
0: that's coming from the paywall. You will get conspiracy, Chad and Andy. Well, and the, there is the conspiracy,
1: Andy. I have some, I buy into some conspiracy theories, but
0: they're usually true.
1: But repent, right? The time is now. Yeah, like, the time is not, now. It's not here.
0: The time is now.
1: We, you know, we're not living in a time, and so here's here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that Jesus is coming back on February 17th, 2024, he might, but I'm not saying that he's going to, but I'm saying we are closer to the end today than we were yesterday. And so why take the chance, right? I said Wednesday night when I was, uh, had the, the opportunity to, to, to preach at our, at our church service. Um, and I, I told them, The time for just coming to church because it's what we do and it's a notch in our belt and I'm going to come, I'm going to sit in the pew and I'm not going to do anything else but come and sit in the pew and feel good about myself and leave. The time for that is done. The time of sitting and thinking about maybe it is time for me to find Christ. The time for thinking and sitting and waiting is done. The time for repentance is now. Because we don't know. When the end is all I know is 30 seconds ago was further away from Christ coming back than I am right now. Amen. And let's take that one step further. We don't know when we take our last breath. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed 10 minutes from now. So if you're listening to this and I'm not trying to use scare tactics by any means, I don't want to I might you. stroke
0: out right now on this podcast. Call my wife. Amen. If I do
1: really, that's, that's what you're going to use. You're lucky Rhonda doesn't listen to this show, sir. We're not (laughs) guaranteed. You're motherless again. (laughs) (laughs) We're not guaranteed anything. And so I'm not trying to scare you into salvation, but what I want you to do is I want you to understand the gravity of where we're at. You're one breath away from it being done. Are you going to risk when you're done with that breath, an eternal damnation, are you going to risk spending an eternity in hell mm. exiled from God because he doesn't get us?
0: I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase John Piper. And and you may think that, that Andy and I are crazy. And you may be screaming right now through your, your hear buds. <laughs> you might be screaming, what if you're wrong? And you if mess Andy, up
1: one thing, and then it just works its way back in, doesn't
0: it? I'm, I'm such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you could be screaming. What if Andy and I are wrong? And if Andy and I are wrong, then Andy and I have wasted our lives. But if you're wrong, you've you've wasted eternity.
1: Well, and and I, it's so much worse to waste eternity.
0: And I think we. You know, we have to stop distorting Christ's message. If you're in a church where all of a sudden you're, you're the, hopefully the man in your pulpit is not telling you something new that you've never heard before about Jesus. And you've got some kind of sparkle Jesus and I don't know, all kinds of nonsense and that Jesus didn't go to the cross and there's no hell and you're hearing all these things. Um Get out. Go find. Don't even yourself. wait. Don't even wait for the sermon to end. No, get out and and go 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 find another church because we have to stop distorting Christ's message and and things like this. He gets us campaign. It's not the only. It's not the only monster in the room. I mean, there are there are wolves in pulpits every Sunday that that are doing the same thing that are going to promote this. There are guys this Sunday who are going to promote this and this. He gets us campaign just misrepresents the true Jesus of the Bible. And it just promotes this idolatrous version that's a a man-made, created Jesus that's tailored to our preferences. You want to do this? Well, there's a Jesus for you. You want to do that? There's a Jesus for you, right? And it's crucial that we have to reject the social justice Jesus, it's crucial that we reject the social justice gospel. There's not, there's one gospel. There's not a black gospel, a white gospel, an Asian gospel, a Latino gospel, a, a gay gospel. There's one gospel. There's no social justice gospel. And we have to reject this nonsense and adhere steadfastly, dig our heels in, to dare to be like Daniel and dig our, our heels in and adhere to the authentic Christ that's revealed in scripture. Absolutely. That's my fire and brimstone.
1: Well, and I think as a as a body of believers, I I don't think we get too much fire and brimstone these days, and I think it's much needed.
0: I, I do think there there. I know it's criticized, like some of the old past dudes. We like, I mean, I I enjoy like watching them sometimes, and you know they lose their minds about, you know, dudes with long hair or beards or some guy not wearing a tie in the pulpit, and I think it's funny. But, like, there's some truth to what they're kicking. Yeah.
1: I think there's got to be a... Hellfire and Brimstone from a pulpit is fine to an extent when there's relationship.
0: It it can't be always, though. I You know, I mean... You know,
1: you can't always beat people up. You've got you've got to show some grace. You've got to you've got to build relationships and trust. Because here's the thing: I could walk up to Joe Blow down the street and be like, "Hey, have you repented of your sins, so you don't die in an eternal hell." You know what he's gonna he's gonna look at me like you don't give two craps about me. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. Street evangelists. Yeah, but I could I could spend time with uh, with one of my youth group kids. At church and and we have that rapport and I can be like, Hey, little Jimmy, have you repented of your sins? Have you are you are you for sure that you know that you're not going to hell?
0: Well, the difference is discipleship.
1: And that's, that's the key. There it is. That's what we need. We need we need more discipleship unless he gets us. Because he gets us makes us the focal point.
0: I'm not the t-shirt guy because I am definitely not the pastor. It's like, hey, we got this ministry. Let's make a t-shirt. Like, I was an XP at a church, an executive pastor at a church, and the pastor was like, let's just blow $40,000 a year on t-shirts. And I'm like, bro, we can't keep the lights on. We got to stop with the t-shirts. But I'm thinking uh, more discipleship, less he gets us. That's a t-shirt. If not, it's a bumper sticker. Sticker mule, here I come.
1: I'd, I'd, I'd put that I'd, I'd, I'd take that sticker but I, I I'm serious we need less he gets us and we need more discipleship because he doesn't need to get us we need to
0: get him amen he needs to, he
1: needs to save us we need to get him say it TM he, I'm, I'm copywriting
0: that we're getting royalties baby that's right we we are men of business <laughs> we are men of business.
1: that was a good one that just flew off my tongue like i'd planned it and i didn't i'm proud of myself for that one
0: you know but i i do i do believe these commercials are made to create dissension in the church to start bringing confusion and i and i'll get it because uh full disclosure this sunday this is what i'm preaching uh my 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 uh not this sunday
1: because by the time this comes out you would have already preached
0: it well, correct. Last Sunday, this is what I preached on. And tune into the next episode, and I'll <laughs> tell you how it goes. But I, I have a five people at the top of my list that I can think of of a list that I will get comments, texts, conversations. Well, well, they're putting Jesus out there, but what Jesus? And that's the problem is that you you see this, he gets us Jesus and the foot washing and you're going to let you, you know, we can't judge. You're going to let people be in their sin. And then when they come to your church, your friend's church, as you said, where he he asked would a loving God send someone to hell and he Mm -hmm. had dissension, you know, or maybe not dissension is not the right word, but people who are saying, no, that wouldn't happen. Um, The wrong answer. But then they go to that church in Cincinnati where they're singing friends in low places and the... Pastor who's too fat to be climbing on a wrecking ball, you know, emulating Miley Cyrus.
1: I want. I want to stop you. I want to stop you for a second. Um, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that you're a jerk, but uh, the fact that it's not that he was too fat to climb on a wrecking ball and sing Miley Cyrus. Okay, that's not the that's not the most egregious act. No, the, it's fact, the fact that he he's was in church. The fact that he's in a church and he stopped mid-sermon to do a halftime show and climbed up. It had well, nothing to do with the fact that he's a big fella.
0: The secondary and tertiary thing is he I, I'm not skinny. He doesn't need to be in skinny jeans. Because
1: I promise on you, that wrecking ball. I promise you this, Chad. I would never do this in the church service. I need you to know that. But you'd climb on a wrecking ball. But As a youth pastor, as someone who has no shame, as someone who will do something that will get someone excited for the gospel, I would get on a wrecking ball, like, you know, one of those amusement park things and go through a foam wall. Oh, absolutely, I would in a heartbeat. I'm not wearing skinny jeans. I'm not wearing skinny jeans because they don't make skinny jeans to fit me
0: oh they because, do because well, i've seen some guys in them i don't know
1: no oh, i got you so and here's the thing like you know some people like i can't wear i can't wear certain shirts because the collars are too tight and i just can't breathe yeah like skinny yeah. jeans if i had a pair of skinny jeans that fit me like I, I, i'm i not breathing
0: you'd have to cut like, them off
1: they're they're you know i'm gonna have to jump to get them on i'm gonna have to lay down ashley's gonna have to perform some kind of exorcism to get them buttoned and then I'm going to have to hold my breath all day. I will, I'll die. It just burst. Somehow it's going to, you know, compress my lungs from below my waist. I don't know how it works, but it's going to happen. But no, I would totally, I would totally ride a wrecking ball.
0: Why? When I was a youth pastor, one of my kids told me, um, if John Calvin had been a youth pastor, that was me.
1: So, and here's, here's what I've changed. Oh man. I've changed because. <laughs> When when you knew me, like when when I was at First Southern, right? I was very game oriented. Yeah. Um, now my kids were way more spiritually mature. Yeah. Um, than what I had been used to in the past, so like I could focus more on game and relationship building because they were solid in their walk. Right. I moved to Agape. Those kids are not solid in their walk, and games are very important for youth group. I'll give you that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Kids, kids need that. But here's the thing. My kids at Agape, they needed the gospel more than they needed games. So youth group was an hour and a half. I gave them 15 minutes, 15 to 25 minutes of free time at the beginning. And then we'd all go upstairs to the upper room. We'd take prayer requests. We'd pray. And then the rest of the time I would preach, not, not do it, not do a Bible study. I would preach.
0: The upper room that looked like a 90s subway.
1: It was fun. I love that room, man. Oh, I know. If I could bring that room with me, I would. It literally like, was a
0: 90 subway.
1: And so, and and you sit there and think to yourself, like, how do you, that's, that's, you know, roughly an hour I had after, you know, the, the shenanigans and I would preach for that full hour and I wouldn't lose their attention. And the funny part is like youth group is supposed to be over at three in the afternoon on Sundays, maybe three or four. I can't remember which hour. Um, and I would always go over like parents stopped coming on the hour and would come 15 minutes later because I was never on time because it never failed. When I would go from preaching the content to running to the cross, I would go long and have the altar call and everything. And I was always, always running over. So I went from being like this stereotypical fun youth pastor to a John Calvin youth pastor. And now I'm not, serving in a youth pastor role but i'm somewhere in the middle
0: well i'll say this this will be my last word stand firm against false doctrine if your pastor has a halftime show puts somebody who shouldn't be in the pulpit in the pulpit you know i mean i served in a church where we had a guy preach who was a from the nfl team in town who did not preach the gospel. I don't even know if he was a believer, but because he played in the NFL on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, he got he got the uh he got the pulpit. So if your pastor is pulling that stuff, you're you're singing ungodly songs, you're hearing um hell isn't real. Jesus accepts you the way you are. And he does. And that, don't hear that's There's no cleanup that has to be done, right? He does the cleaning. Jesus does the cleaning. But Jesus doesn't want you to sit dirty. Um, You know, I I served at a church where um, their catchphrase was, it's okay to not be okay. And a few years later, I realized that that's a statement and there is a secondary, there's a second sentence to that. It's supposed to be, it's okay to not be okay. But God doesn't want you to stay that way. And that was something we never, that was never used in that church. And it, so that whole thing is, that's really what he gets us is. that it's okay for you to sit in your sin. Jesus is going to just be there for you because he doesn't care about your sin. And that is not true.
1: Correct. You And so it's like I said, Wednesday night, we are all... It's like when Peter fell in the boat and he can, he kept going, right? Or he fell into the water. When they got back in the boat, he kept going. He and followed Jesus. Uh, and I think he was probably still wet when he got to shore. Right. And so he's going through, we are all soaking wet with sin and baggage. Okay. Jesus doesn't say dry off, get your crap together and come to me. Jesus says, come to me, come to him with the baggage, come to him, dripping wet with mistakes knowing that he is going to dry you off and set you on the right path. And all you have to do is follow him. Mm. And the good thing about Jesus and the good thing about God is that they are a good father. And what does a good father do to their kids when they have crap that they bring that they don't want to carry?
0: Shoots them with Nerf guns.
1: No, I said, that's, that's me, not a good father. That's what I do, right? The good father carries it for you. Amen. Amen. And the good thing about God is not only is he a good father and he'll carry it for you, he'll carry it and throw it away. Right? Into the sea of forgetfulness. So that he, it's like it never existed to him. Amen. And then he carries you on. That is what you should be striving for. Not a Jesus that comes and acquiesce to what you want. A Jesus that will come and accept you for who you are and bring you to where you need to be.
0: I lied this is my last thing. And if you are a follower of Christ and you want to wash feet, literally or figuratively, go ahead. Right, let we need to emulate our savior's humility and extend his love to all, but we have to hold fast to the unwavering truth of his word. And that's my last word, Andy. Amen. Well, you can let us know how you feel. Maybe you love He Gets Us Jesus, and we're totally wrong. And you can. Um, we're not. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you can connect with us on uh, Twitter or X, whatever it is, at HillHipsterPod. Uh, we are on Instagram at HillHipsterPod. Uh, you can email us, HillHipsterPod at gmail.com. Um, that's the one that goes directly to my phone. I look at the social media accounts like once every 10 days.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty bad about looking at them. I should probably do that more.
0: I just like removed most social media from my life. So it's a slow, slow process. But that's how you can reach out to us. Uh, check out the uh, fine blacksmith merchandise and apparel at St. Galgano Armory at uh, St. Is it St. Galgano Armory dot Etsy dot com or St. Galgano Etsy dot com. Uh, it is St. Galgano Armory dot Etsy dot com. St. Galgano Armory Etsy dot com. Check them out. That was your handoff. Come oh, on, it was his radio, handoff. brother. Sorry. Oh
1: man, I messed that up. I I fumbled the football.
0: No, just uh, like Christian McCaffrey. Just
1: like <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, right on the one yard line. Boom, fumble. Yeah, no. Uh, check him out. He's uh, he's he's down in Texas or on his way to Texas right now to to some uh learning event, if I'm not mistaken. But check them out. He's got a lot of good stuff going on.
0: All he knows, um, blacksmiths and pastors. We're always going to events. We're always going to some kind of learning event, some kind of conference. There's a that's right. there's a fine there's a there's a, a a thin line between blacksmiths and pastors.
1: You have us stay at home dads who are just like, eh, I'm bored. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah. So check them out. He's got his dibs thing going up. That's pretty exciting. Um. I think he might still have a few few roses available.
0: Yeah, Check I'm those I'm out. I'm I might buy a rose and save it for <laughs> give it to my wife and tell her my love for you will die when this flower dies. Uh,
1: that's what I told I stole I, I straight stole that from me That's what I told Ashley when I uh when I bought her her Lego roses for, for Valentine's Day.
0: You bought show. Lego roses and not the fine blacksmith roses from St. Galgano Armory? Sir, I, how dare you? <laughs>
1: I bought the Lego roses before the 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 blacksmith roses were available, sir. Okay. So don't don't come at me like that. Semantics. Potato potato, sir. But yeah, so reach out to us, let us know what you're thinking. Um baseball season. This is the last weekend without a baseball game until October and November. Get excited. Get excited. I'm
0: excited.
1: Me too. I'm this pretty is my pumped.
0: Excited, face.
1: And also, I think we're just excited that. Taylor Swift's not going to be shoved down. Our throat. And you
0: can email us and I will, I will set up. You can, we can, we can collect. We can have a $15 GoFundMe to get Andy to shave his beard.
1: Once we hit seven figures,
0: the beard is gone. <laughs> I'm texting your kid tonight to pump this up at the house.
1: Ashley won't let me do it.
0: She won't <laughs> let you shave your beard.
1: Just she, let- she,
0: she won't let you shave your beard. No, but you can't shave your head. She doesn't want me to shave my head,
1: but she's she knows I'm going to do it anyway. She doesn't want me to shave my beard and keep my mustache. I think if I were to shave my beard and go clean shaven, she might be okay with it, but I'm not because I got, I got too many chins that this bad boy hides. And it's the flavor saver, man i have a story about that later.
0: <laughs> that, so so I know this probably should be, be, be behind a paywall. That's how I first shaved when my beard was longer and I took it down because I wasn't feeling well. Like the week after New Year's, I was sick and my beard smelled like soup and it made me want to vomit. So I just cut it down.
1: So we're gone long and I'm sorry. This is the last thing I say. I worked for a company called Labor Link in Terre Haute, right? Had the shout be- out, absolute Shout out Todd. Best boss in the history of bosses usually on bosses day I will still text him happy bosses day um when I talk to him I refer to him as like I love Godfather of my oldest um love that family and that company dearly he was awesome he would always bring us treats right um so he'd he'd bring us ice cream he'd bring us cupcakes and for Halloween he bought nerds one year and so we'd give the the temps nerds or the temps kids nerves when the nerds when they came in to uh you know to get their checks and so I'd just be popping nerds all day I hadn't opened a box of nerds in two hours and I coughed or I sneezed or something. And my beard used to be substantially longer than it is now. Okay. I mean, I, I hadn't, I had a luscious man beard at one point and I coughed or sneezed or something. And at the bottom of it, like three nerds shot out. And I looked at them at my desk and I looked over at my coworker, Jenny and the temp that was picking his paycheck up. And they were like, uh, and I go, I don't know how long those have been in there. I just picked them up and made them. Well, uh, (laughs) there's a decent chance they could have been in there for three hours. There
0: was a chance they could have been in there for a couple days.
1: Who knows? But they tasted good.
0: I was going to comment on Lush's man beard, and then I thought, well, wait. In today's day, in today's day and age, you might have a, someone with a luscious lady beard. I think the barista at the coffee shop I go to has one of those.
1: And we're done. It was good talking to you.
0: We're canceled. We love you. Hey, check us out. Uh, reach out to us. Give us a review if you're on Spotify or Apple. Five star review. Um, reach out to us. And uh, if not a Christian nation, whose nation, Andy? Where's bum, bum, the record
1: button to stop it. Thank you